up, everybody? What's up? Welcome back in to Hitters Only Podcast. Sorry I'm a little late on y'all this week. It's been busy. It's been a laborious weekend. We've been uh, having a good time. And I've been busy. I've been uh, running around doing all sorts of family stuff. Been hanging out with old friends. Running the roads. Camping. All kinds of good stuff. I've had a good weekend. I hope everybody enjoyed their labor weekend. Labor Day weekend. And that's the important thing is to have a good time. Try not to work. Maybe set those house projects aside for the weekend and throw something on the grill. Go to the lake, hopefully not for the last time. You know, everybody likes to run away from the lake after Labor Day. And I'm like, man, the good times are just beginning. Dock life starts. You can hang out on somebody's houseboat. You can take a ride in, the, in a boat with sweatshirts on. That always gets weird, though, because um, when people stop getting in the water, the, the peeing off the boat situation always gets sketchy. So you always have to watch out with that in the fall cruises, you know, because I ain't going back to the marina until it's time to go. But anyways, like I said, I hope everybody had a great Labor Day, I know I had a good time with some old friends that I'm going to talk about here in a minute, and uh, went to the lake and hung out with some good people on Monday, Matt's Transmissions Party Barge, we were out there on his houseboat hanging out with his family and some other good friends, and you know, we just love being out there so much, Sunny was good, she was a, she was a rock star uh, for us, and you know, luckily uh, one of our friends, uh, Brittany, she's got a little boy that I that I love his name's Sutton and Sonny usually always does good when when they're around kids make kids better you gotta you gotta have your kids around other kids it's just easier you know I think I don't think kids just want to hang out with adults all the time I know I didn't when I was a kid anyways I was at work today and I got a um I got a little minute because it started raining and I was chilling and I asked a guy I said hey man what's up with this chat gbt thing because I'm going to be honest, I'm a little behind the eight ball on the chat GBT. I haven't done it. I didn't know if it was an app. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't know if it was an app or like you talked into some weird device or something. I didn't know what it was. So I Googled chat GBT and it's pretty simple. You just like type your name, your birthday in and your email and you just start asking it questions. Um. I can't remember what I asked it. The first two questions I asked it, it like didn't even know. So it was very non-impressive to me at first. But after a minute, I said, you know what? I said, I asked it, I said, make me a quote about hitters only. And this is what this thing sent me back. And it has no context of what hitters only is. But it said hitters only is not just a phrase. It's a mindset that separates those who aim for excellence from those who settle for mediocrity. It signifies a relentless pursuit of success where individuals' consistency deliver their best performance no matter the circumstances. I may have just butchered that reading that, but hey, I thought that was a a cool little thing, so I don't know. 
what are you guys doing with ChatGPT? I might start messing around with it. I wish I would have had it in college because it would have wrote a couple term papers for this boy. But I heard people been getting caught doing that. And shame on you. You should do the work. Cite all your sources and do it the old school way like I did it. You know, handouts. I don't know how college is these days, but I bet you people ain't. I bet you ain't people ain't using ChatGBT. I bet they're gonna catch on to that quick. You know, it's hard to get away with stuff like that in college. High school, super easy. All you had to do was look at what your neighbor was doing and copy their worksheet, and that was pretty much the size of it. But hey, I never did that. I was always super honest in Spanish class. You know, always just uh, flipped open the book and wrote down random Espanol words on the worksheets and turned them in because I knew a little secret. It was just a participation grade. She didn't actually read the words on the worksheet. But hey, I love Miss Craver. She was a, a, great, a great Spanish teacher for me. I think she was my Spanish teacher my sophomore year in high school, and then I got put in a real Spanish class my junior year, and I had to um, actually go to the principal's office and request that I be put back in to Miss Craver's class because that's the teaching style that I was used to. I was used to just getting grades for no reason. That's what I was used to. But anyways, I'm going to move on to the quote of the day. Old wood, best to burn. Old wine, best to drink. Old friends to trust. And old authors to read. And I like that quote because I hung out with some old friends this weekend and and it just made me reflect a lot on my past and the people I've been around and the people I've spent time with, the people I've loved and the people I've trusted through the years, and I don't necessarily see them all the time, but, you know, sometimes things from your past are not always negative. They can be a positive light that um, keeps popping back up every now and again. And like I said, that quote kind of sums everything up, and the old can become new again. Uh, all right. The hitters of the week... I'm moving on from saying of the day. My wife thinks that I should say hitters of the week, but hey, the hitters of the week are Can't You See by Blackstone Cherry. That's a good song, right? That's a jammer. If you want a jam, that's a jammer. Put that sucker on when you're about five minutes out from work. If, you, if you're trying to come in hot with a full head of steam, I can't you see? Oh, I think it's a redo. But it's a that's a good song. Um, let's see what else we got here. Can't You See by Blackstone Cherry. Bible and a 44 by Ashley McBride. That's a really good song. I like Ashley McBride. She's a good artist. She's a country, southern rock kind of girl. Really beautiful voice. Has a lot of good melody songs. Um, really, all her songs are pretty good. I, I don't know what's up with her. I don't know who, what record label she's signed with or whatever, but I, w I would like to go see her live. But in order to, like, buy tickets to her show, you have to, like, sign up for this, like, really lame fan club on her website. 
and like you have to sign up for the fan club to even buy tickets like you, there's no other option and I didn't really like that so I haven't seen her live but I've heard she's great um she's done a lot of cool mix-ups with some other female country artists and I think she's opening up for some good people so I like her and that's Ashley McBride Bible in a 44 and to uh, end it, we're going to go with Eric Church and Drowning Man, one of my favorite songs by old Eric Church. Eric Church is, uh, I should say, traditionally one of my favorite artists in country music. I saw him at the Wild Horse Saloon back in probably 2010, 9, 10. And he had just come out with... Uh, what was that? The Outsiders? I think that's what his first album. He had just come out with that. And um, there was there was some people there, but there was there was so few people there that I could walk up I was standing front row and I could leave the front of the stage. It was standing room only. And I could go to the bar and get a drink. Don't ask me how I was getting drinks because I was not 21. But I would go to the bar and get a drink and I could go right back and stand front stage again. And then I fast forward, uh, what, 15 years and he sells out Nissan Stadium and sets the attendance record. So, and I've seen him all over the place. I've seen him... Oh, gosh, where have I seen him, man? I've seen him in Knoxville at some high school, Tennessee High, I think. I saw him there. He was actually opening up for Miranda Lambert, which was pretty weird because he was way better than Miranda Lambert. And I felt like a lot more people were actually there to see him. And most of the crowd was, like, way more amped up when Eric Church was doing his thing. And, you know, then she came out. He sang for, like, an hour and a half. And then she comes out, sings, like, three songs back-to-back. Then this is, like, when her and Blake Shelton were dating. She brings Blake Shelton out and sings, like, two songs with him and then sings White Liar and then is done. Just like, all right, thank you, everybody, and leaves. She literally only sang for like 45 minutes. It was pretty trash. I was not impressed with her. And, you know, the recent situation with the selfie thing, it's gotten weird with Miranda Lambert. So, I don't know. God bless her, but she's kind of not for me. I've never been down to Miranda Lambert's cantina on Broadway in Nashville, but I looked in there one time, and it seemed like it was all right. But, you know, sometimes you just got to let it go. I think she's falling off a little bit. Time to pass the torch on to Lainey Wilson. She's better than her anyways. Hot take right there. But anyways, and I've, I've seen Eric Church at the uh, UT Basketball Stadium as well. Uh, I think he was actually opening up for Jason Aldean. Which, wow. But yeah, I've been full circle with Eric Church. And you know, he's a... Uh, He's a very talented guy. He his music has changed over the years for sure. He's kind of gone into a more soulful uh rock and roll type of thing, which is fine. I think that 
I think that most modern day country music is more of a southern rock anyways, and that's okay. I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think people have to realize that the days of, you know, Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard and these really old school just country artist guys are kind of over. And one of the main problems is most people that come out as country artists now are not really country. Like they're not, they may not even be from the South really. They don't actually have like a country Southern accent. They don't have those life experiences. So it doesn't really come out in their music like that. And, you know, I think that's why Morgan Wallen has done pretty well because that guy is pretty country. I mean, he's he's from East Tennessee, which people from East Tennessee do kind of talk weird. <laughs> they talk like a little, I don't know. They have a strange, like, dialect to their voice. It's just, it's, I'm from Middle Tennessee, and the East Tennessee thing is very different. We don't really claim West Tennessee, but it's either East or Middle and I've always noticed that people from East Tennessee always had a lot thicker of a of a country accent. One of my one of my best friends, uh, Joe, he he lived in uh, Johnson City, East Tennessee, for a long time, and then he moved to Murfreesboro. And boy, when he showed up, that boy was country. He was blowing everybody away with that accent. But I don't know. Anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent. I think that's what a lot of these um, these new artists are missing. Like, I've listened to podcasts and, and interviews with Lainey Wilson. That girl is country. I mean, when she's just normal talking, she is country. So, anyways, like I said, I think, I think a lot of people are just missing that. It's like you're not really a country kind of person. You're trying to sing country music when really I think you're just like a like a rock and roll person which is fine i love rock and roll i love southern rock leonard skinner's a bomb i i you know that's what most of our country music is now it's nope no problem with me but you know it is what it is but another cool uh band i recently have come across um i want to give the credit who sent me that austin rowden so shout out to Austin Rowden. He sent me this uh, clip on Instagram of these of this guy singing and was like, what a voice. And I agree. It's the Red Clay Strays. Stop a minute. Write it down in your phone. Do whatever you need to do. It's the Red Clay Strays. Look them up on YouTube, iTunes, whatever. They're sick. They're, they're really good. Um, they have a little bit of a following. I had never heard of them before. The lead singer's awesome. And uh, when I was in South Carolina a couple weeks back, we had a bonfire going, and I kind of put their music on and just let it jam, and it sounded great to me. So I thought they were pretty cool. So y'all check them out. That's kind of my YouTube shout-out of the week. And also, um, I just wanted to shout-out Miller Holler. Uh, Pat, their lead singer... And he's a, he's a songwriter, lead singer, uh, Pat, and I don't want Pat. I'm not gonna murder your last name. Polyphrony, Polyphrone, Polyphrony, something in there. 
But y'all check him out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Miller Holler. Uh, really good music. Uh, I've had him on out here in the shop, just on my TV, uh, letting his letting his songs play over the TV when I'm out here messing around. Uh, you can check him out on iTunes or, or anything. Get on his social media, check him out. He's a super interesting guy. He is going to be on the podcast next week. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm, I'm so glad that um, he wanted to come on and I can have him on. He's he's doing me a big favor. I I really want to talk to him about a lot of things. He's an interesting guy. He just I think he just wrapped up the uh, 75 hard challenge, which I'd love to talk to him about that. I'm sure that's a a wild experience. Um I think his uh the missus, his missus is uh expecting, so that's exciting to talk about and I really just want to have a conversation with him about how it is you know, playing in Nashville. He he plays um, at the Wild Horse Saloon a lot. I think he plays at Old Red, Blake Shelton's bar. And I just I want I've had a conversation with another guy, um, Justin, the lead singer of the Graham Anthem Band. And hey, shout out Graham Anthem Band. Check them out. Um, I've had I had a conversation with him one time about like the dynamics of playing in downtown Nashville and being in that um, music scene. And I just had some questions about that, and I think it's interesting. You know, he's a songwriter, and, you know, that's pretty cool that he gets to play in those venues. Those are those are big-time venues. Not everybody gets the opportunity to play there, and he just bought a sick tour bus, and it looks like he's doing big things, and I think he does a lot of uh, other shows outside of Nashville, does a lot of traveling, and seems like a really talented guy. So, I'm I'm excited to have Pat uh, from the Miller Holler and um, going to bring him in here next week. So y'all can look for that podcast. I think he's coming out to the crib on Monday. So y'all can expect that to be out at the latest on Wednesday, hopefully hopefully Tuesday night. We'll see. Um, but I'm sure it's going to go great. I'm really excited. Um, he's doing me a big favor by coming on. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he agreed to come on. So thanks, Pat, and I'll see you next week. But anyways, um, I've uh, gotten the opportunity to relax a little bit here lately. Gotten back into the Netflix, and I watched this documentary called Poisoned on Netflix, and it's a food documentary. It's about the food industry, and mainly about, um, God, what is it? Uh, Oh, boy. Here we go. Shouldn't have played too many contact sports here. E. coli, um, and how, like, a lettuce has E. coli on it, which is wild, and how, like, ground beef used to, like, kill children, and all the stuff that our food is contaminated with. And it freaked me out. I knew a little bit about that stuff because in college I worked a job being a cook in a kitchen for a uh, nursing home for NHC at Adams Place here in Murfreesboro. So I knew some stuff about like cross-contamination. Um, you know, you can't you can't freaking cut a steak on the same cutting board that you were just dicing up chicken or fish. You know, you got to clean everything and sanitize stuff. 
So I knew a little bit about that, but man, I did not realize like vegetables can have like E. coli on it. And like these people's stories on here are insane of getting sick and almost dying. Some people do die from eating a chopped salad. I'm just going to say it. I am, I have cut salads out. And that's not hard. That was not a hard transition for me, people, because I wasn't eating a whole lot of salads to begin with. But I'm not eating salads no more. I ain't trying to die. Get me with the old E. coli. Nope. I'm finna ask ChatGBT right now. I'm finna ask him right now. What's the chances of me getting E. coli from eating a salad? Hold on. Let me let me do this real quick. All right. This is kind of a a broad answer. Chat GBT is not as cool as I thought it was going to be. Anyways, it basically said wash your lettuce, folks. But anyways, so the whole premise of this documentary is basically saying like these lettuce farms and vegetable farms are next door to these big time cattle farms. And all the cows shit flows into the creeks and the irrigation flow and then the irrigation that's watering all the lettuce is just poop water and that's how you get e coli from an onion or a piece of lettuce and there's been all these recalls on like spinach and all this stuff and really gross like be careful with eggs, lettuce, onions, spinach, um, you know, ground beef and chicken. I think chicken can actually, they can actually sell chicken that has, like, pathogens on it that's contaminated. So, it's basically up to the consumer to cook it. So, make sure y'all are cooking stuff to the right temps. I don't. Me personally, I temp all my chicken at like if it ain't if it ain't above like 180, 170, I ain't eating it. And when I'm eating in my house, that's how I do it. I don't like no pink in my chicken. Nope. But anyways, that was a wild documentary. I would check that out. It just kind of I don't know, it kind of made me uh it just made me kind of think about it be a little bit more careful you know sanitize things a little better you know i got a kid i don't want her getting sick off of something whack like that but poison check that out on netflix and another uh documentary i watched on there was the johnny manzel documentary and man what an interesting i had forgotten how good he was in college but really, it was only like one year that he w- he played so good his freshman year that it basically like set that guy for life. And, you know, he won the Heisman and was known to kind of be a party boy, lived it up to the fullest down there at Texas A&M, came back his sophomore year, um, they didn't, I think they lost three games. They didn't do as good as what they hoped for. And then basically he dipped out in the draft and, you know, this documentary he was very involved in and you have to watch for that when somebody is very involved in their own documentary, 
you kind of have to understand that they're probably also controlling the the narrative of it as well a little bit and he was pretty involved in it so it didn't i didn't feel like it was the best the most accurate depiction of what actually happened with johnny manzel but i think they should have put more of an emphasis on just that that guy is an addict like that guy was a drug addict alcoholic that was playing football at a high level. And that is amazing. I mean, he was a, I mean, his, his, his motto was win, lose, we always booze. And he just, they talk about all the partying, the him selling his autographs illegally, and just the chaos of him. Like, it was a stretch, get him getting into the NFL. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie Flight, but Denzel Washington basically, like, sobers up before his big court hearing. Um, He, like, sobers up in a house, like, two weeks before, doesn't drink, straight-laced, and they get him under control. And then the night before, he's in a hotel room, and he opens up a fridge, and it's full of, like, you know, freaking 50 airplane bottle shots, and he just absolutely got hammered. And that's what Johnny Manziel did the night before the freaking draft. They said he got absolutely tanked in his hotel room. Drunk, high, and he had to take a drug test. They had to make up some wild story about why he was late to the draft. It was nuts. And he just did not do well in the NFL. He played one year and then was done. One or two years and was done. And... Doesn't really seem like he's really doing any better now. It seems like he's still just partying and drinking a lot and living in Scottsdale, Arizona, doing his thing. Which to each his own. But that's that was a pretty wild documentary. Y'all check that out. Another documentary was the uh, Swamp Kings about the uh, Florida Gators, which I think I think it stunk. Look, everybody wanted to know the drama of that two thousand. Seven, eight, and nine team. And they didn't talk about the Pouncey brothers. They didn't talk about Aaron Hernandez. They didn't talk about Cam Newton. They didn't talk about none of that. That whole documentary was basically about Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow, which we've all heard about. So, y'all, I mean, it was still a good documentary, but I w- they did not. They should have named it Swamp Rats and gave us the freaking lowdown. We all want to know what really was going on. I mean, I think a stupid number of people got arrested on that team, that 2009 team. A crazy number. I mean, there was all kinds of wild stuff going on on that team. But anyways, I've been uh, working working hard and I, the other day. Um, after work, I got a, uh, a sawmill in, um, with my partner, PJ. We, uh, we sell some lumber and do a little sawmilling after work. And So the other day, hey, if you need any, uh, for any of your lumber needs, contact Las Casas Lumber. Contact me, and I can hook you up with some, with some wood, maybe some 4 by 4 some fence post. Whatever y'all need, we can make anything. Anything up to 16 foot long. So hit me up if you ever need any wood. 
And Last Cassis Lumber will take care of you. Maybe that's a sponsor of this podcast, Last Cassis Lumber. So hit me up if you need any wood. Anyways, I was over there. And, uh, you know, I, I get off work a little bit before uh, PJ does. and uh, PJ. And I was over there kind of getting everything ready, you know. I was firing it. We got a little bobcat skid steer, and I, I freaking fired that thing up and was letting it sit there warming up and you know pj pulls up i talked to him for a minute and then i jump in that thing and we had to kind of move some logs around and i'm out i'm out i'm out there moving a log around he's kind of helping me and i'm in the bobcat i'm driving it and i look down and there was a about a six foot snake i'm not gonna say six foot i'm gonna say four to five foot snake slithering across my lap and the pure and utter panic uh really jolted through my body thank god he wasn't pj was not near the bucket or anything like that because i instantly started going nuts i threw it off my lap it landed on the top of my left boot i started stomping on it just going absolutely nuts. The bobcat was tipping back and forth. I mean, PJ was freaking out. He thought something was wrong with the bobcat, and he was sitting there, what's going on, man? You all right? And I'm sitting there, oh, God. And I'm not a snake guy, y'all. I don't do it. I don't like them. They're of the devil. Even the Lord didn't trust them. You know what I mean? When the Lord don't trust something, it's got to go. But, so, I jump out of this thing, and this thing slithers out of there and crawls up a rock pile and disappears. And, wow, did that get, I mean, if I had a clogged artery in my heart before that, I don't know more, boy, because my heart was beating. It was pumping. It was pumping. Woo, I had to calm down for a little bit after that one. And that was an instant, like, Oh, yeah, like I'm going to have to talk about that on the podcast later. (laughs) But, you know, it didn't bite me. If it did, I would have freaking killed that thing. I don't care if it is against the law. I would have murdered that sucker. But, anyways, that's what's been going on in my after work life. But, um, you know, I was... I noticed something the other day that was that I was doing that I thought was unique in a public setting. Um, I had to go get my hair cut uh, last Friday at Drake's Barbershop in Murfreesboro. Check them out. And I went in there, and, you know, it's one of them spots where old men kind of like to chill. And they like to come in there and talk and, you know, get a $5 shave every couple of days. It's kind of a social scene. And, you know, when I go into these old school barbershops like that, it's kind of nostalgic. And, you know, I walked in there and the uh, the girl that I, that cuts my hair, she had somebody else in her chair. So I knew I was going to have to wait for just a minute. And, you know, I sat down and, you know, my that instant reaction when you sit down and you have to wait on something is to always reach for your phone. And that, I started to reach for my phone, and then I looked over to my left, and there was a little table, and it said, Rutherford County History, like historic Rutherford County paper. 
And I was like, huh. I said, you know what? I said, I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to crack this paper open, and maybe one of these old men will start talking to me. And I, that's what I did. And I, I, I read some uh, interesting facts about Rutherford County and how Murfreesboro was founded. I read about the Indians and the Cherokee that used to be in this area and how all the rivers and Stones River uh, sets the boundaries of Rutherford County and a bunch of cool stuff. And, you know, I started talking to some of these old cats that were hanging out in there telling their old military war stories. And it was really cool. And I just I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And, you know, sometimes it's okay to be in that awkward public setting with people that you don't know and not look at your phone. Sometimes it's like, just leave your phone in your pocket because I guarantee you if I would have never, if I would have got my phone out and started looking at it and I wouldn't have, um, you know, I wouldn't have started talking to any of these old guys that were super cool. I wouldn't have learned anything and I would have just looked at useless information, information on Instagram. So, Hey, I challenge everybody, you know, maybe you're in an airport for a little bit. You know, maybe you're in some kind of waiting room at a doctor's office. I don't know what you're doing, but I challenge you in a public setting to leave your phone in your pocket. Maybe talk to somebody next to you. People are generally a lot cooler than you think they are. So it worked out for me. Got a sick haircut. And that's Drake's Barbershop in Murfreesboro. But anyways, what I, what I really wanted to talk about and how I opened this podcast was um, talking about Labor Day weekend. And, oh man, several months back, my, one of my um, real good friends, Joe, that I went to um, middle school all the way through college with, um, we played football together, uh, best buds in high school and you know, ended up being roommates for, uh, I think, two, two full years in college. And he um, he hit me up, and he moved to Fayetteville a couple of years ago, uh, south of Fayetteville. He bought a farm down there, and um, he'd been wanting me to come down there and hang out, and I definitely should have sooner. You know, life just gets in the way sometimes. and um, But he, he hit me up several months back and was like, hey, man, I'm having all my fantasy football uh, league guys out here on uh, the Saturday of Labor Day weekend to do a big dove hunt. He said, I'm going to do like a two-acre field and some millet, and I'm going to bush hog it down. We're going to have a good old dove hunt, and everybody's going to hang out. You know, We're going to have some food, do a big dove hunt, and whoever wants to stay the night can stay the night. And uh, a lot of these guys that are in his fantasy football league, I know anyways, like uh, one of my best friends, Hunter and Kobe, they were flying in from Vegas, uh, cross country mortgage, and they were flying in from Vegas to come to this. Uh, Andrew, Joe's brother, is one of my real good old friends that I was also roommates with in college. And just a bunch of these dudes already know from college. It's, 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 I was in this fantasy football league at one point, but I'm absolute trash at fantasy football. I don't have time for it. Even if I did, I wouldn't make time for it. Fantasy football ain't me. I do good enough just trying to watch the games and keep up with them. I don't have time to do fantasy. 
to each his own. Hobbies are cool. That ain't my hobby. But anyways, I went down there uh, early Saturday morning, pulled the camper because uh, we didn't know how many people would be crashing in Joe's house and I wanted to have my own space. And So I took the camper down there and man, did he have a sick spot. Got a beautiful farm. I think he's got like 60 something acres. A river wraps around the whole thing. He's got woods, fields. I mean, you know it's cool when you have a beaver, da- a beaver dam on your land. Dude has a beaver dam on his land. But super beautiful home, nice, just southern living, out of the magazine, uh, brick home. And got, he has a cool big shop, got like a, a, a big, um, just a big beautiful area right behind his house with big like oak trees and stuff like that, shaded. Really awesome place. I, I, I'm really proud of them, him and him and Victoria, for what what the hell hard they worked and what they've been able to do. And uh, their home's beautiful. And so we did this big dove hunt. Man, it was sick. I have not been dove hunting in a long time. And boy, did that get me fired up. I, I'm really glad I did that before deer season because man, that just really got my gears going for deer season. I know dove hunting has nothing to do with deer season, but it got me in that mindset of, you know, killing critters. And boy, did we kill some. We didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't have an all-star numbers, all right? We killed between 20, 25 birds, something like that. And couldn't find a couple of them. We had some high grass areas around us, a couple of low areas that were marshy. But man, did we have a good time. We had some great conversations. I mean, we were out there under a shade tree just cutting up and just, you know, you'd be, in, you'd be laughing, talking to the boys, having a good time. All of a sudden, you just hear somebody, bird, bird, and then you just, cow, 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 People just shooting everywhere. It was cool, man. And then birds just dropping out of the sky like missiles. I think my, I think my kill count was four. I think I killed four dove. And, you know, these things, it's a touch-and-go thing, you know, because you're not the only one shooting. But you can kind of tell when you kill it because, I mean, you're watching that bird, and when you pull the trigger, it should be like less than a half a second later, boom, that bird is hitting, you know, you can tell it's falling. And you can kind of tell, like, ooh, that came from my shot. But I think my, I think my kill count was about four. Uh, I think my buddy John probably slayed the most. Uh, I think he, I think he probably slayed the most. But man, it was such a good time, and um, I'm so glad that Joe invited me to do that. And it just made me, you know, it made me reflect on the way home, leaving out of there. And the next morning, you know, his wife Victoria woke up. She cooked us a, an awesome breakfast, and they made us some coffee. And they were such great hosts and so welcoming. I really could have stayed there the next day and dove hunting all day, too. I kind of wanted to, but I needed to get back home and take care of things here. But um, it just it made me reflect on the way home um, about being happy for what others have. And, you know, sometimes people, maybe they get jealous of what other people have. Um, sometimes I feel like, in society today, 
people don't like to see people doing better than they are, maybe. Or they don't like to see people um, excelling at something. And I'm glad I'm not like that. Because I just, I get hyped up when my friends are doing awesome stuff. And, like, I want everybody to do, hell, I want people to do better than me. Like I don't, I'm, I'm trying as hard as I can, and I'm happy with how I'm doing, and I'm, I love to see people win. That's exciting, and you know, just going to his, cause you know, I kind of, I'm not gonna say I got Joe into hunting, but me and him used to do some hunting and stuff in college, and he's really taken off with it, <clears throat> and he's a, he's a really good deer hunter, and uh, he's killed a bunch of turkeys and deer and all kinds of stuff, and he's, a, he's a talented hunter. He, know, he knows what he's doing, and. Um, it's just so cool that he went down there and, and went out on a limb and moved away from where he's lived most of his life and bought that farm. And it's, it's awesome. I'm just so happy for him. And so as I was reflecting on all that, um, I heard a odd sound. I'm like, Oh no. So as I was coming back towards um, Murfreesboro, going down Shelbyville Highway, I noticed that I had a flat tire on the camper. So thankfully, this all happened right in front of a pretty big church, and I was able to whip it in. And had a flat tire. The tire was completely shredded. It uh, ripped the fender off the camper and was probably in the middle of the road somewhere where I was not going to turn around and go look for it. And I had to sit there in that hot parking lot and uh, jack that thing up and change out the tire on the camper. And people, I'm going to tell you something. I use one of those really stupid basic car jacks that come stock in your car it's usually like in the trunk or under a seat or something guys those are not those are not what you need look especially if you have kids or even help yourself out i've always kept a real i keep a real jack in in the toolbox of my truck with a four-way, and it helps so much because you can just roll that. Th- it's it's one of those light ones, but it's like a legit one where it can jack up like 2,500 pounds or more, and, you know, you can just, boom, jack that thing up quick, get that tire off, change it out, boom. I was on my way in under 10 minutes. So, I mean, whenever Sunny starts driving, I'm going to put a freaking Milwaukee impact drill in that sucker with a real jack, and that girl is going to know how to change a tire. Look, you can't call AA for everything. And do you want to wait on the side of the road forever? to? Wait? Sometimes you got to take care of stuff yourself. All right? So get a real jack and keep it in your wife's trunk or hook her up. Hook yourself up. It makes this stuff easier. But honestly, it's good that that happened. I've been wanting to get new tires on my camper it was a blessing in disguise we're going camping this coming weekend with my parents which i'm super excited about up at edgar evans state park on center hill lake and hey 
Luckily, if I'm by myself and something bad happens like that, I could care less because guess what? My daughter's not with me. My wife's not with me. They're safe somewhere else, and I can take care of myself and handle this situation. So I'm thankful that it didn't happen on a crazy, curvy country back road in a blind corner. So I'm thankful that it happened where it did and that um, my girls weren't with me, and I was able to take care of it, and boom, I got some new tires on order. The new fenders are in the mail, and we're going to get it taken care of, and we're going to get wheels rolling again, and we're going to camp this coming weekend safely. So, hey, how about that? How about that? Ah, anyways, guys, it's been, a, it's been a good run. I know I've had a couple of uh, guests on here lately, and they've been great. Um, Hunter Hay came in here and um, I've tried to have a couple other guests on and you know they didn't they didn't pan out uh, people got you know busy schedules and um, I wanted to get Hunter Hayes son uh, the sixth in here but you know you got to respect people's time when they when they come in uh, visiting family and friends um you can't pull them away from that so i'm gonna catch him some other time uh i have it i can have an interesting conversation with him about uh mortgage mortgages and um the whole financial world and i can have a bunch of a good long conversation with him about all kinds of stuff so i'll have him on eventually um still gonna have my buddy philip on who is uh in the military and did a couple of tours Going to have him on eventually. um, Like I said, I got Pat from Miller Holler coming up. And uh, hopefully I got my buddy Stevie coming up who um, played college baseball for Cumberland in Lebanon, Tennessee and won a uh, national championship with them. I think he played college football with Ernest, the singer, which is interesting. And um, he's got an interesting story with that and some other life stuff that has happened. And uh, I think he'll have a some interesting stuff to talk about and I'm going to have him on and um, the list is long guys. I, I'm trying to have some good guests on and Hey, if you want to come on, hit, hit a brother up, message me on any of my social media platform. It's hitters only on Facebook. It's hitters only on Instagram. You can uh, search hitters only on, no, you can search Staley Haynes on Apple music and you can find my uh, hitters of the week or hitters of the day playlist and that'll have all the music that I've talked about on this podcast since the uh, first episode. All the songs I've mentioned, all the hitters, they're on that playlist. You'll it's uh, just you'll see it. It's my logo, hitters only, and search Staley Haynes on Apple Music, and you'll find it. Um, other than that, if you if you want to come on the podcast, don't be shy. Hit me up. And there's not really been too much other going on. College football's back going. Um, Tennessee won a big game. They whooped Virginia. Uh, the Let's see, who won? Who won big? LSU lost to Florida State. That was funny. Um, let me see. Colorado beat TCU. Coach Prime, let's go. There were some uh, there were some interesting games this weekend. You know, nothing really big is going to be happening. Butch Jones lost by like seventy three points. That was great to see. Arkansas State, 
<laughs> uh, other than that, um, it was a solid week of college football. You know, there's a couple exciting games. Tennessee took care of Biznass, and that's always good. I think the Titans are about to fire up here next week, maybe. And we're rolling. Um, there's not going to be really any exciting games till week three or four. I know Tennessee plays Florida in week three. That'll be great. Oh, yeah, Florida lost to Utah. That's hilarious. Um, so that's exciting. And, you know, I love football season. It's I try not to let it take up too much of my time. But, you know, the fact of the matter is I do love football. I love to play. Um, I love to watch it. And I, I try to be careful with getting in it. Um, you know, getting into it. If I get too much into it, I just spend too much time. And I need to spend as much time as I can with my family. So hopefully I can get Sunny into it, you know, start showing her things. I got Kaylin into it. She likes football now. But look, guys, it's an exciting time of the year. It's fall. The weather's changing. The leaves are falling. That cool crisp is starting to float in. And I absolutely love it. It's my favorite time of the year. And, hey, I hope everybody has a good week. Be a savage. Tell somebody what's up this week. Hey, work hard at work. Don't be slacking. Do your thing. This is America. We built it. We're going to keep it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hitters only.